about this, uh, but I call this this summer's workout the Tarzan Initiative. I love uh, that. Right? Yeah, uh, the Tarzan Initiative. So uh, if you were to say, what have we done to Luca's body? Well, he's been more Tarzan-like. What is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court for today, Saturday, June 25th. I am your host, Sean Murphy, and alongside a legend, someone that I've been wanting to have on the podcast for quite a long time. He is the father of Luca Garza. It is Frank Garza, which you might know from Pistons Twitter, but also just from all sorts of things. Frank, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. I told you before we started recording that I'm just a huge fan of yours and, and Luca's. And so this, this type of interview is a dream come true of mine. So thank you so much for being here, Frank. Well, you're most welcome. And uh, it's a credit to your tenacity and um, stick to itiveness, which is why we're here. And the fact that you uh, are a big fan of Luca's and recognize his game. So I'm, I'm happy to be here and yeah, a shout, shout out to all our, uh, our Piston family, not only, uh, you know, not only right there in Michigan, but globally, you know, and yeah. all, uh, every continent, uh, so to yeah. speak. So a uh, shout out to everyone. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean. Yeah. Without a doubt, Frank, I kind of want to start just like our interview, just kind of like that first question, just kind of talking about that Pistons fandom. I mean, you're wearing, you're literally wearing it on your chest. Obviously <laughs> Luca wears it on his chest whenever he goes out there. So, you know, it seems to me like you guys have kind of embraced the motor city, right away and i feel like the fan base you kind of came in especially on pistons twitter when luca was drafted and you came in and and wanted to be a part of the community you embraced a lot of the figureheads what has it been like from your perspective being involved in the pistons community and do you think that maybe detroit sports just doesn't get enough love for its fan base because i think detroit fans are very passionate yeah i would say uh, it's a loaded question there, Sean. So there's a lot, a lot in there, right? So I would say, um, first off, um, yeah, the Piston fans are, are, are outstanding. And listen, I've been around the Big Ten with my son. I only missed mm -hmm. two games in the entire collegiate career, and that was due to a plane not having an engine part. Yeah. And the other one was because of, uh, actually, oddly enough, it was in New York, but the snowstorm in New York cut down the, shut mm -hmm. down the freeway so we couldn't get there until the next day. But so I've seen a lot of fans, Sean, yeah. uh, across the Midwest and for that matter, the globe. And I would tell you what, uh, you got some loyal, diehard uh, fans, which, which is what it's all about. Absolutely. The highs and the lows, uh, that's what it's all about. And for me, and Luca too, a lot of those videos that I had, um, you know, Luca could watch TV, but and there was videos, but pretty much all the videos were basketball. Yeah, NBA superstars, the dunk, the uh, ankle breakers. The I have a, I mean, I think someone took a picture of it some years ago, and showed it. But one of those were about the Pistons. There are three separate um, uh, tapes on that. So we grew up, uh, you know, uh, say Motor City. Just in, in Lucas' game, I, I have this picture behind me because this is when I think about Detroit. It's about, I think about bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I think Lucas' face. I think even. Kessler was saying on the on the uh, on the TV or something that boy getting his face hit more than anyone else. Well, oh, yeah. I, I, and I also wanted to let him know for the time that he played, 
um, and he got in the game, he took more charges than anybody else in the short time because he's more willing yep. to give up his body for the team. And that's what, for me, what Pistons was all about with Isaiah Thomas. And forgive me for not knowing it before, but I became, you know, Isaiah right from the beginning, you know, even, you know, a big time fan of his and, and, uh, and uh, you know, that whole Mortar City spirit's about Absolutely. To me is bleeding and doing whatever it takes um, within the rules to win. And that, uh, and that pretty much defines uh, what my family's all about, you know, yeah. doing what it takes. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I, without a doubt. And, and, and it's funny that you bring up that bad boy era because that's kind of like, that's that kind of toughness and tenacity is kind of like what I see in your son. And one of the many things that I kind of love about him, you know, it reminds me of like what a, and I'm not saying that your son is Bill Ambeer in the sense of like, cause I know okay. he gets the rap of being dirty and things like that. But yeah. like, as far as being willing to take, make those tough plays, like you said, being willing to take charges, but also in addition, just do what it takes, like do those physical dirty things to do what it takes to win basketball games. To me, I yeah. very much see that spirit in Luca it was one of the many reasons why I loved the draft pick when when yeah. he came in when he came to Detroit in that second round which yeah. which people might overlook a lot but the truth is if you look at even just this past NBA finals Draymond Green a hall of fame player who was drafted and found in the second round we have Nikola Jokic who is our first ever undrafted uh MVP you know i think uh Ben Two Wallace years in a row yeah, right. Yeah. Two years in a row, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ben and Ben Wallace, he he was the first ever undrafted Hall of Famer, played for the Pistons. So I you know, this notion that you can't find value or great players in the in the second round, first of all, it's just not true, right? right. Um right. um, so that's that's just one of the things I see. And when you guys were kind of in that like interview process in the draft, right? When you were kind of talking to teams and figuring out about like where where you guys would go. What was that like with the Pistons leading up to the draft? Was there a whole lot of conversations with, with Troy Weaver in that front office or um, did you hear from them beforehand? And then, um, and then were the, was there any indication before the draft that they were thinking about selecting Luca in the second round? Yeah, they, you know, it's um, quite a process, you know, and keep in mind the year before when, um, when COVID hit, we were actually thinking about turning pro. Yeah. Right. This is when COVID hit. So at that point in time, I was pretty much talking because we didn't have an agent because we, you know, we were just going to explore it. So I got a chance to firsthand talk with the different franchises around, you know, from mm -hmm. Denver to um, San Antonio to Dallas, all around. So I got a good sense uh, of, of that process. And then when the second year came around, when we decided to come back, I got to see it through the lens of our agent. Um, Imperative Sports, who has a long-standing relationship uh, with Mr. Weavers, you know, from yeah. DC, you know, our agency is the same one that reps Jeremy, of course, Magruder, uh, Pickett, and some other, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's Pickett or not, forgive me for that, but Magruder, mm -hmm. does, and Luca, and so there was a familiarity um, yeah. from Team Takeover, the AAU program, uh, that uh, Keith Stevens uh, formerly coached on uh, to where he is now. So there was a familiar familiarity. And because, face it, uh, it's been our entire upbringing, which is we're not the quickest, we're not the fastest. In fact, we're probably the slowest of every athlete on the team. Yeah. But the great thing about the sport of basketball is you must be a basketball player 
not just an athlete. In fact, exactly. basketball players beat athletes every day of the week on the court. So it's an equal opportunity, so to speak, game where you can come in and play, even though you may not be the most gifted or the tallest or, or uh, you know, or whatnot. So it, ha- it took someone like Troy to understand the kind of player Luca was. Exactly. It took our yeah. agent to educate and not so much educate, but just talk to him because face it, a lot of professional fans aren't necessarily collegiate fans. So the reason why I jumped out, I just, I, I was trying to make my case early on when, when Luca got drafted was because people didn't know him and they didn't know oh, this is a terrible pick. So I wanted to show him, hey, hey, time out. Right. This kid can shoot, he can do that, and he's going to work harder than anybody else you've ever met. And that's saying a lot because there are a lot of hard workers yep. in the NBA because you don't get it. You don't get there by not working hard. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and with that, you know, that that hard work and that 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 determination, like you said, that decision to ultimately stay another year in college worked out pretty well, I would say, winning the the national player of the of the year honors and then obviously being in the position where he was to be drafted in that second round. What what is that like to because obviously, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a young, I'm a young person. I'm a father. I'm not a father. You know, I, I don't know what that's like to see, you know, my child, like achieve like their ultimate dream. Right. But yeah. that moment when, you know, when that, when that draft pick was announced and that name was read that Luca Garza was going to be an NBA player. What was that moment like? And, and what were the emotions? What, what was that? Could, I feel like you couldn't even bottle that type of energy. <laughs> yeah, well, you're yeah, uh, exactly right there. It, it's hard to, uh, to although it's very uh, fresh now with the draft being this evening, mm-hmm. uh, when we look at last year, where, again, you would think, God, National Player of the Year, unanimous All-American, which hadn't been done for yeah. like 27 years in the Big Ten, and the person who did it before was a Hall of Famer, you know, and, uh, and you got guys like Kevin Durant, this and that, in, in the Big Ten doing this kind of stuff, so it's a very humbling on the one hand um, uh, and yet on the other, it's, um, it's something, you know, uh, because with Luke and I, we, it's a little bit different relationship just because I've spent a lot of time with him on the court, yeah, uh, helping him develop his game all the way through college. And even now, right. In terms of the things it's, I'm really a stupid person, not good at anything, but except for maybe one or two things. And one of those is understanding the game of basketball from a big person's lens and mm-hmm. um, whatnot. But it reminds me of this saying, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy um, uh, had a saying, which he said, um, success, he said this, Sean, he said, success has a thousand fathers, failures an orphan. Mm. And I change it around in times like this to say success has a thousand fathers. I mean, I have people that Luca met one time claiming that they made Luca the player he was, right? You know, right. you get people coming out of, we met him one time, I, you know, it's all great, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I changed that saying to say, success has a thousand fathers, no doubt. But failure has but one. Yeah. And so coming on that draft night, my, my, my whole thing and, and, and help my son as any parent would do, was trying to uh, do what I could to make that opportunity uh, optimal for him to 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 be uh, have the chance uh, to make it because just because you're drafted now keep in mind 
you go back some years, there was an Indian player, the first Indian player ever drafted, mm-hmm. was dra- drafted by the Mavericks, number 52, which yeah. was the same position as Luca. Mm-hmm. And that player who's an exceptional you know, hero in his country, obviously in India, he's now a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So just because you're drafted doesn't mean you're going to make it. And I think yeah. at the summer league, we dropped those 35 pounds in a short period of time. We showed that we would transform from being a black and blue player in the Big Ten to now a spelled lean, mean fighting machine. And yeah, and I think Troy saw that. He liked that. I think some other clubs saw that. And um, uh, and again, I'll, I'll be just going to go on the record. Not not you know from from Troy and Coach Casey all the way through to to the Motor City folks. It's uh, uh, what a what a pleasure and a delight to have people that uh, can understand the kind of player Luca is and yeah. being able to adapt around him as opposed to trying to take a square peg and jam it in a round hole. Yeah. You know I mean? So that's, uh, you know, my, my hat's off to, to yeah. the entire organization. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, I, I think that the thing that's been great is even when, um, even when Luca has gotten playing time in, in the, in the association, but also in the G league, they've, they've really let him be himself. Like you said, it seems like they're not asking him to play any type of game that isn't familiar to his style or to the way that the way that he plays basketball and, and, and kind of like you said, coming into the league, you kind of already alluded that Luca changed his body coming into the league. He cut and lost a lot of weight was um, you know, was really, it, it seemed like he was trying to get, to that point where, you know, you bring up, well, we might not be the fastest, but we're going to be the toughest. We're going to know the game of basketball. What were, what were some of those adjustments that, that Luca made coming into the league and getting ready for that rookie year? And some of those adjustments that, like you said, put him into a position where he went from getting a two-way contract to a full guaranteed one-year deal. Yeah. Great question. And now, and keep in mind in the history of our, in Luca's career, whether it was a freshman in high school or freshman in college, you know, that, you know, we got better every year. And you're going to see that this summer when Luca's playing, how much better he's gotten, because you know why? And I've been to 70 plus games. So I got the chance to study it up close and personal. Yeah. And it don't take many of those for me to, and, and or Luca uh, and the rest of his uh, uh, training staff to figure out what we need to do to get better. Uh, right. We can't judge Luca's uh, NBA career based upon his uh, first year alone because we were right. just learning what it would take. And now you watch out, just like watch out. No one expected Luca to come in college and be national player of the year, a Big Ten player of the year, back to back years. So I'm just telling everyone the stripes of a tiger stay the same. Even if you shave the tiger, the stripes are there. So you watch exactly. out when we've had a year to watch and a summer to prepare uh for what's uh, what's coming yeah. um but the big adjustments of course are the games faster by far i mean right. in the big 10 arguably sean one of the best conferences in the country what do you get two three four five pros maybe yeah right? so now luca's in an environment where everybody on that team three levels deep is an nba level talent so there's no sippage anywhere so that's the biggest adjustment is that yeah Uh, no and just being around men that are bigger stronger than you is a different feeling for luca 
Yeah. You know, at 6'11", 275 in the Big Ten, he was a heavyweight. He got two to three guys guarding him a game, and it still didn't yeah. matter. He was knocking them down, smashing them around, pounding them, beating them to death. 70% of his shots were inside the key. Yeah, exactly. Now that's a juxtaposition. Now 70% of his shots are going to be not only outside the key, but from three. Mm-hmm. Keeping in mind, he shot 44% from three his senior year in college, and we'll go above that, as I predict. I, and I would even say 50%, but I will be in the high 40s this year just because we've had a year yeah. to know what it's like. Uh, and then the other biggest adjustments on defense, and yeah. and you're going to see huge adjustments there because uh, I won't accept the fact that people say Luca's a defensive uh, liability. No, we just learned how to play defense. And now you watch now that we've had a year under a belt right. because there have been so many coaches would have given up on Luca just the one, the way he runs a 40 yard dash. Right. And that is criminal almost in terms of, well, it's like, uh, well, it's like you look at Nikola Jokic even, and it's like, obviously it's an unfair comparison in the sense that he's an MVP, the first yeah. ever second, but like it to the point where he didn't get faster. He just got better at positional defense. Like that's the thing. Exactly. You can, like it's about knowing where to be and how to get there. And, and anticipating where to be. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, you, you can't teach, like, like you said, you can't teach athleticism. You can't teach like being extremely fast, but what you can teach is where to be and when to be there. And I think right. that's and where how exactly. And just in, in, you know, for me, it's almost like, it's like, um, first off the NBA is an offensive game and Lucas yep. three will outbeat his defense every day of the week. And then number two is, so I mean I'm you know put that argument to the to the you know to the flusher right yeah you know uh, because that's just garbage it, you know the game favors offense it always has always will yeah Golden State Warriors prove that you know oh, yeah. like just, you can play as good defense as you want the offense will kill you because yep. it carries the uh, uh, the advantage secondly being the leading scorer uh, scorer in the, in the nation two years in a row you got to understand you got to read the defense so imagine a 6 foot 11 player now that's going to use all that offensive knowledge as a defensive player so now he knows how to read a guard coming off a screen cuz he never got that in the big 10 yeah right he never got that so give him a chance to adjust now you watch what this guy has done because he went from a nobody as a freshman in college to a household name. Yeah. And so this is what I think Troy uh, saw and sees in Luca and that potential. And uh, again, so appreciative of him, you know, allowing, uh, you know, uh, Luca the chance to be able to prove that. And, and I think at the time he had uh, Sean, as you mentioned during COVID, he got to go out there and you know, what do you have three, 20, you know, three double doubles and one were 14 rebounds, which was one of the highest rebounding games of any piston this year. Yeah, absolutely. During that. And, and I, and I kind of wanted to bring up during that, that COVID stretch where obviously, you know, in, in that time of December, it was really difficult. The entire league had surges, you know, they had to essentially pause the G league season for about a month to really accommodate <laughs> just to, just to get NBA games through. But but yeah. with that, you know, obviously through, through difficult and trying times comes, you know, op- opportunities and things like that. And there were positions where um, I know Luca at one point um, had to deal with some stuff during the season, might've gotten ill at one point and had to deal with some stuff. But I know that, that he had gotten a significant amount of run 
for a pretty good amount of time to actually start some games, you know, be on the court and, and have some significant minutes on the NBA floor. So what was, um, what were some of the positive takeaways that you took from this first year? Cause like you said, having that first year to watch back and learn and see where you can take that to the next level of where you can grow. Are there any, is there anything that you're looking at back from that first season and saying this, these are some foundations we can build off of, or these are some really solid things that we grew in this year? Oh, of course. Yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, definitely. We, um, yeah, look on, you know, during that, that COVID period, he had a stretcher where he, he got COVID and then he yeah. sprained his ankle. So during a period where he would have played a bunch more, he had that sprained ankle and we're only, we're on, actually still, uh, healing from that you know uh, right but even with team injury too there will there were still a lot of times where he could play even just with our big man depth this season so even even if it wasn't during the covid surge there was just with this team's health it was all the time yeah no i know he got some he got some good times yeah so well you know what do we 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 learned that uh from that period of time well we've we've learned how to uh switch on the on on the screen now and be mm-hmm. able to handle that where before he wasn't able to do that. He never had to do that in the big 10. So it's like, okay, now I'm going to do it. Well, you can't, yeah, you know, fatigue complete on one, two or three runs on that. No. So we've improved that uh, by a hundred percent. People are going to be shocked uh, by his ability to cover off the switch. Uh, then the second uh, issue is just the accuracy from three and, um, uh, and then how to get it off quick enough with accuracy. And then the other area was, is just adding in uh, a floater to uh, to uh, to offset the the vertical plane in the NBA, which is yeah. not only much higher. You know, the guys can get off the ground, you know, as well. Um, you know, you know. So anyway, we made we've made those adjustments. Um, yeah. Uh, to his game as a result of uh, the first year. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And it sounds like that's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. And obviously um, I know that we kind of communicate a little bit before the, before the show. And I got a little bit of a sneak peek of some of the work that you guys are putting in this off season and some yeah. of the stuff that's coming up. And it looks like, you know, just from the, from, from some of the things that I can tell, looks like Luke has gained a good amount of muscle. Looks like uh, as far as his body goes, looks like he's putting in a lot of work. Um, what are some of those adjustments like to his body that you guys are making to kind of prepare him for, for another 82 game stretch? Yeah, no, great question. Yeah, no, we, I called it this summer, every summer, you know, it's like, there's a saying in, in my, uh, where my wife's from is, is former Yugoslavia, Bosnia. Uh, there's a saying, which is, I won't say it in super creation. First off, I can't say it, enunciate <laughs> that great anyway. Uh, although Luca can speak and in, in is fluent and uh, not say fluent. He's, Zero to ten, he's probably a five and a half, six in terms of speaking and and hearing and writing. It he's actually taking lessons uh, on top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, but the saying goes, um, "The winter will tell what the summer did." Yeah, right. And that's always been our shining point: is every summer we'd go away, come back, and be better. And it's it's part of our the the stripes of our tiger, so to speak. So, and you know, you did, I did share with you some video that we'll be sharing later about this, uh, but I call this, this summer's workout, the Tarzan initiative. I love uh, that. Right? Yeah. Uh, the Tarzan initiative. So uh, if you were to say, what have we done to Luca's body? Well, he's been more Tarzan like, which is look at it. Lucas 611 is actually small for the yeah. NBA. <laughs> so he's going to be more of an agitator, 
swinging, jumping, running, agitating, knocking the ball out. And as opposed to just power and smashing, he's going to agitate and be more uh, fluid uh, on the defensive end, being able to hang with that guy coming off the ribs. So that's a huge, huge adjustment to his body is rather than just power, yeah. we're going to go for functional strength and quick twitch, quick twitch yeah. muscle. And so that's been the biggest thing. Some of those drills like the matrix exercise I showed you where he's got to move and adjust. And then some of the stuff where we did out in the jungle, pulling the tractor, mm-hmm. doing all those kind of things. I guarantee you, well, I, don't, I can't say I guarantee you. I'd say there's probably not another basketball player on the planet doing what I've had Luca do. That's uh, awesome. Uh, out of the Tarzan initiative. And now you've seen the video. Yeah. Now tell me, have you seen a basketball player do that? No. Ever? No. Nope. Do, do defensive slides up a hill carrying yeah. a rock? No. Yeah. So we're going to be sharing uh, that uh, with others. But I think that's also what Troy saw in Luca, which is here's a kid who's going to do whatever it takes, uh, you know, change his body around, went from power to finesse, did this, did that. And that's like you said, that's not a kind of kid you want to bet against. Exactly. Yeah. Because he, he just seems like the type of player that, like you said, where getting to the draft, a lot of people see that, you know, I even said it earlier where getting drafted is a dream come true. But like you said, it's just, it's the, it's the beginning of the dream being realized. Right. And, and it's kind of like how, especially with a player like Luca and a player in your guys' situation where, you know, this is a very pivotal year for, for Luca in the sense of, of, of proving, you know, where, what he can do in the league long-term and, and, and a lot of teams, you know, even, even within organization wise, looking at, you know, what, what this season looks like. So um, obviously with that, I know one thing that was a big part of, of rookie of the rookie season was, was the motor city cruise and going and having some time where he could play with the, with the club and the organization on the NBA level, but also have that time with him and Saban where they, where they uh, can have some time yeah. and play some significant minutes for the cruise as well. How has that helped Luca's game? Because obviously I know, I mean, if, if you ever wonder if Luca Garza can play basketball, just look at what he does in his time in the G league, you know, 20 plus point player, nine and a half rebounds. It's, it's, it's a borderline spitting image of, of what Luca did of, of, of what Luca could do in college. Right. So right. to me, it's like, if you're wondering if he can play, he can very much play. So, um, so how helpful was that for him to have those like significant reps and more play time to, to get better and improve on that level? Well, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, insightful question, Sean, you know, it's like when, you know, when you're used to being in college where basically the offense runs through, yeah, you're getting touches on virtually every play, the offense is running through you to then being on the NBA where, you know, you're maybe going to get garbage minutes and, you know, COVID, he got starts, right. He got some starts, which was fantastic and, and incredible for us is, is a rookie year, yeah. but still you're sitting a lot. And that is so for a high performance engine, that's just not, doesn't, doesn't work. So the right. playing in the G league with the Mortar city cruise with DJ and the whole staff there was fantastic. In fact, it was, you know, look, I just had a, so much fun because that's fun, you know? And yeah, of course you picked on the relationship with he and Saban, you know, but everyone on that team was great, but, but Saban and him, you know, they're living in the same building. They hang out. That was just fantastic. But mm-hmm. he had a ton of fun and uh, you know, I had my hat off to Rob Murphy there, you know, what, how they've set that up, you know, DJ and staff, man, incredible how they set up. Made it, first off, 
for me, it's a great entertainment um, for for uh, for folks to come see. And yeah, uh, you know, the price is excellent, and and uh, you know they play hard. And it's fun, and they're up and down. So for Luca, it really brought a lot of joy in the season. When you know, admittedly, it's it's hard coming from where he came from to playing all the time to then sitting all the time of course and uh you know so it, it was really a uh, now we wish we could have played more because but he had that injured ankle and so he couldn't right you know from basically delaware on couldn't play you know and that same thing with the uh you know, you know uh, for the pistons so that kind of hurt us but um and you know but uh it, again it was so so happy to be you know, have that many games yeah Absolutely. But also just even too, just with the, the renovations and the things that they've done over the course of the past few years, because, you know, I, I'm from, I'm from Grand Rapids. So I saw the Grand Rapids drive era where, you know, that's where the, where the development team used to be, but now to have them in the same practice facility, to have Dwayne Casey there at every, whether it's a G league practice or whether it's an NBA practice, just how huge is it that even when he is, you know, technically with the G league team, He's really never away seemingly from, from the team, unless there's, you know, significant road trips. Right. Correct. Yeah, no, I think it's very, um, you know, you know, they translate, you know, one can translate into the other. So what do you need to do for, for coach Casey? He can start doing for DJ, you know, um, you know, and so, uh, and, you know, again, it's a chance for players. I mean, you figure you got a million dollar asset. It's just sitting. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. So if you get yeah. to have it play in the in the G League and move around and do that, then you're really investing in that asset, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know that investment in 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 in, uh, in that person to get better. And of course, you know Luca, you know, try to you know uh, do the things that were harder so that he could do them. You know when he got called uh, to do it at the uh, for the Pistons. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Kind of transitioning just, you know, because we're kind of just talking about his game and just improvement and and just a lot of like the training aspects that go into it from like the physical standpoint. I'm curious from like the mental standpoint, the studying standpoint, are there are there specific players that that Luca uh, watches or admires? Are there are there any players that um, growing up, did he model his game? after any particular player or was he kind of a, because a lot of players also just like to go with just being their true selves, which I think Luca has a very unique game, but you can definitely take inspiration and a lot of things from a lot of other big men. I certainly see flashes of other players in Luca for sure. Oh yeah. No, we have, you know, we, you know, our game stands on the shoulders of giants, you know, from, from, from Kareem to, yep to Sigma from Kevin McHale and his jump hook, which I think Luca added something to in the big 10, you know, his jump hook was from 15 feet, 12 feet, which, you know, Kevin oh, yeah. McHale was from five to seven. So I think he revolutionized the, the jump hook. He couldn't do the sky hook, which he's practiced his whole life because you're double and triple team. That only works if you're single covered. So yeah. I think you're going to see more of that, you know, in the, um, in the NBA uh then then you know because he's practiced as much as the jump hook he just couldn't couldn't you know right you know he, he couldn't use it so sigma you know from um akeem Olajuwon to current players in the nba the bigs that yeah so he's modeled his game after i mean for me why would you want luca well luca stretches the court absolutely you're gonna have to guard him from out at the label and if you don't it'll be three points so then that allows the other athletes to go to the hole 
because you must take the center out from the yep. key. And to me, if you can get the bigs out of the key, that that does a lot because if you have a size advantage in the other positions, one through four, yeah. you're going to be able to dominate because there's nothing uh, in the middle. Yeah, the other it opens thing your Luka offense does, up for easy points and just gets just gets everything flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah, the other thing Luca does real well is the offensive rebounds. Yep. Um, you know, his offensive rebounding for the time he's has on his efficiency, you see, is really one of the highest in the league for that. And and uh, and then the other thing he's going to he's going to block out every time. So he's not going to let his guy get the rebound. So there's, yep. you know, when you look at that, those adjustments and those those things, it's um, you know, the idea is you work on it and then you put it in the G League game. Right. So you try yep. it there in that safe environment so that when you get in at the next level in the Pistons, you're able to to have, uh, perform it at a high level because you you, uh, you 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 you've been working on it and and putting it in in game situations. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. I love that. That's awesome. Um, speaking of just just watching players and 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 studying others and having inspirations. Yeah. As a dad, you you said you went to about seventy so games for for Luca this season. Obviously, I saw you're at quite a bit of quite a bit of games. I I personally, as a fan. Uh, I, I, one of the moments that stuck out to me was when, uh, was when Luca had to go up against Marcus cousins, uh, just yeah. because, because you think of one of the toughest, toughest, no nonsense bigs in the league, you know, one of the lead leaders and <laughs> technical fouls, you know, just, you know, that can be intimidating yeah. for, for a younger guy to come in and Luca held his own and didn't, didn't let him do, you know, didn't let him do anything to him. You know, I got a kick out of that personally. Was there any matchups that you saw or, or certain things that you saw from Luca this year or players that he got to face that, that even as a, as a fan or as a dad that you got to kick out of a little bit? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember Embiid, I don't know if you remember when uh, we were playing at home and yeah. whatnot, you know, he knocked him right down. I you saw that and tried, you know, I helped him up, which, you know, you don't do, right? Because that's almost yeah. like, a, like a, like an insult in a way, but he didn't mean it that way. But, uh, and then he knocked down the threes. Embiid came down, had a nice two, but Luca had a nice three, yeah. you know, so that was fun. And of course we admired, I mean, we watched these guys playing when he was in high school and junior high. So to actually play against them, you know, for a rookie, you got to get over that. Oh my God, there's Lillard. Oh my God. You know, yeah. You know, or well, it's you know, like, no, you're just, here now. You're, you're on the yeah. same level as these guys. Yeah. You know, or, Hey, I stopped him, you know, yeah. <laughs> I held up, you know, so there's all that who's and all's. And I tweeted out on my Twitter account, you know, some goals that Luke had written when he was a kid and one was to make it in the NBA and I tweeted it out. So it's like that whole process, you could ask really the, the full circle. What was it like? Incredible from a little kid to seeing it manifest and yeah. uh, you know and now you got it starts over every day you got to earn it there's no you know there's no carryover so uh, but that's what's uh, what being a pro is all about you know at this level which is uh, taking what comes at you a day at a time yeah absolutely so um, kind of as we're kind of heading to this kind of final part of the interview let's kind of talk about um, that kind of that next year then, because obviously right now, Luca is in a, is in a situation where, um, he's currently, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he has uh, a second year on his contract, which is a team option, um, yes. for the Pistons. So obviously the hope would be that the Pistons pick up that team option, um, and, and bring Luca back for a yeah. second season. And, um, I want to run under the assumption that, that the Pistons are going to do that because I yeah. think, I think they should. And I yeah. think, okay. um, and, and I, 
Yep. And I hope that they will, because I think, yeah. you know, just because of how much value it, and, and also just to keep having him be here to develop and to just work on his game. You know, we're in a situation where, where, you know, we're not really in a, in a playoff now mode really. So to me, it's like having these guys in house to me, having players like, like Luca in the fold is something that when I do think of playoff basketball, you want the guys who are, aren't, are afraid to get charges who aren't going to let their guys get past them in the box in, in the box out. Like you said, the guys who are going to get their face hit or die for loose man. balls. And that's, and that's who Luca Garza is, man. Yes. So um, yeah. what are, so what are some of those goals for, for year two? Um, what are some of those goals for the second season in the league? Yeah. Well, you know, well, well certainly, you know, we, we, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the, when I think about uh, Luca as a player, for an organization, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, he is the poster boy in a way, in terms yeah. of um, hard work. And by the way, I do want to sh- give a quick shout out, Sean, to to Dub Academy, you know, where he's yeah, kind of fell in love with them over there and Miss Kane and staff and everything. Because uh, some nights, you know, particularly during COVID, you couldn't get in the gym. I couldn't get into the Detroit gym because of the all the COVID protocols and this and that. So we'd have to go find a gym. You know, to just during the season, if something was going on, just to even talk it through and stuff. So, a, a huge shout out to that. So, I, I say to our our heart is in right right there in Detroit, and yeah. and and we are a piston. If you think about what a piston does in a in, yep. in a vehicle, we are exactly that. Exactly. Uh, we will keep plugging away till we can't. You know, uh, I mean, if I was to imagine Luca on one of those. Uh, yeah, uh, treadmills, and you yeah. put another person on there. He wouldn't get up till he died, unless you made it. <laughs> right? So I mean, that's Detroit to me. See, that's Detroit to me. It's just yeah. You're, well, you're going to have to contend with this. We're not going to go anywhere, and we are restoring the championship uh, taste, feel, touch that is Detroit. It Absolutely. just took a little, uh, you know, vacation for a while. Now it's back, and so I think all of that fits into what Luca is about as a human being, you know, um, Luca didn't make it on talent. Uh, he yeah. made it on hard work. You know, Pistons didn't win the championship because they had a bunch of, you know, super max players on the team. They made it because right. they had gutsy, gritsy guys that would go where no one else would go, which is why I showed you those videos, Sean, no one else is going to do what I asked him to do. Yeah. Uh, that's just who he is. So from that standpoint, our, our, our hope of course, is we get to, we get to stay um we get to stay if not it's a it's a profession you gotta find where else there is and and uh, we'll deal with that uh with the same tools that we have now the difference is and i'll share it with you for anybody out there you got to recognize luca was 114th as a recruit in high school Mm -hmm. ends up national big Ten player of the year twice unanimous all-american naismith john wooden won every award as a senior and arguably shouldn't should have as a junior with his stats and his numbers and even in both seasons been cut short he probably would have had another five seven games so imagine what his stats would have been right yeah and my heart goes out to not only you know just those people that couldn't play but even you know kids that their whole season was canceled they couldn't play right you know from that standpoint but here's what i say as a precursor to everything is yeah you don't bet against this kid because look what he did from a freshman in high school 
what did he do from a freshman at college? And you watch, you mark my words, what he'll do yep. from a rookie to what he'll do. Because what he learned, and listen, having a teammate, are you kidding me? Like baby, you know, like Stu, like uh, Kelly. Katie, oh, all yeah. These guys, I mean, I, I don't want to leave anybody out. But to learn from Kelly, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, what a beautiful experience. Talk about a clever spark. Stewart on how he plays defense. You're talking about one of the best, and I would say arguably the best. Corbett, you know, I know that in you know, Utah and all that stuff, but I say Isaiah for what he has to do for the sh- uh, how much uh, he's not short by any means, but compared to Corbett yeah. and all these other guys, he is. What he gets out of his butt. So for Luca to be able to observe that, to be next to these men and to work with them and what I mean, there's been nothing but just solid pluses from this first year that I will tell you, he will take every granular knowledge of that. And we already Absolutely. have and put it forward to what he's going to do this year. And I just tell you, you, you watch out. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and it may be just like he did in, in high school, just like yeah. he did in college. He came out of nowhere. There wasn't one person, Sean, the start of junior year of, uh, of Luca that put Luca down even for third team Big Ten. So Listen. there's not one person right now, I don't, besides you and me, maybe, and, and his mother <laughs> and his grandfather and his Zito's you know, team of people, right? We're yeah. all sitting around going, knowing what he's going to do. He went from nothing to this. I'm telling you, uh, this, the stripes of a tiger. Yeah. The stripes of a tiger. So, like you said, uh, shame on you. You, 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 uh, you, you choose against this man. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. And, and before we wrap up, Frank, I did just want to ask one last question, just about, sure. um, just about, you know, being in that building and, you know, one of someone that I, I, I think, you know, you talk about Kelly Olenek, you know, Dwayne Casey and his experience and, and, and his ability with, with player development, not only him, but, but John Beeline as well in the building. Yep. Troy Weaver, yep. just how much has all of those basketball minds that are in that building, how much has that impacted Luca already? And how crucial do you think it is to have people like that available into his, into his advantage to develop and get better as a player? Oh, tremendous. I mean, you know, and, you know, don't forget, you know, you got Jamal, Xavier, Bryant, you know, you got Marcus, you got all these guys on the G league too, that were, yeah. you know, that were played and this and that. So all of them across both sides a fantastic bunch of folks that knew the game it's uh listen casey knew wise coach he knows that the the advantage of the of the game is in your development program yep so it means a lot i mean i remember coach beeline at, at michigan because when luca was a freshman you know he was coaching and uh and so and and he was he just his offense just hurt us at iowa he just oh yeah us apart because he's so smart and he understands the game like very few. Uh, so that, you know, what does it, what does it matter? What it, it, it makes the difference uh, in terms, particularly in a restoring mode, mm-hmm. you're going to do that by having um, the best instruction and, and, and the knowledge if you can of the game uh, available to, to, to your players. And, uh, and I can say there hasn't been um yeah, that, you know, the, the entire staff have been, been more than willing to help out, including even um, dietitian, who I want to thank, too, 
Uh, <laughs> forgive me for getting her name, but she's really helped out Luca and transforming, you know, his diet in such a way that mm -hmm. uh, is really going to make a difference because the NBA body, as you mentioned, 82 games, not counting preseason, summer league, it's all year round. And you it's a marathon. Really, you got exactly, you got to really become a professor of how you feed yourself, yeah. how you take care of yourself. And this really comes down to self-care yeah. because you got to love yourself enough as a person and to take care of yourself. And then to be a pro, it's all about extending your career by ensuring that you're doing all the things in your power to, yeah. to ensure the longevity. And the know, more that uh, you do that younger, the better. Absolutely. And the fact that he's thinking about that now, I mean, that's, those are just the things that'll put him, you know, in, in a, in an advantageous standpoint compared to a lot of people. Well, Frank, people need to follow you on Twitter because you're one of the best <laughs> follows on Twitter. Uh, so people can follow you on there at Frank, at Frank Garza 57. Frank, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I, I, again, I'm just such a big fan of yours and your sons. I love the, the Tarzan initiative and everything that you guys are doing. And just as a fan, I'm super excited to see um, what Luca does this season. And if he's uh if he spends some more time with the motor city cruise, uh, I know if I know when they come to grand Rapids, I'll have to be there courtside ready to go. All and right, and right if, on. and if they are, I hope you're there and I hope we get to watch some basketball together. That'd be fun. Sounds great, Sean. Hey, appreciate it. And again, a shout out to everyone, all the Pistons family and everyone for being so kind and loving to us and, and know that our hearts in Detroit. Absolutely. Well, hey, we are, our, our hearts are with you guys too, and we're rooting for you. And obviously this summer, we're just praying and hoping that, that, that we pick up that option and we're going to be campaigning and hoping for that. But in the interim, Frank, thank you so much. And again, thank you to everyone that tuned in and watched this interview. If you liked it, be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel for more Pistons content, because we are here. Uh, just like, just like Frank said with, uh, you don't want to bet against Luca. You don't want to bet against this channel because we're coming fast <laughs> and tenacious too. All right. So, <laughs> All right. so Super, Sean. Uh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time from Half Court.